The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I... Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people. And anybody else who may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, you can head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down right there on the right, and we are going live just to enlarge that. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio right there. Uh, and you can also watch the live video feed on my Twitter account, at FPP Tim. If you're on Periscope or Twitch, uh, we're broadcasting on Setting Brush Fires. Our Facebook page, we're streaming over there, Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com, right there on the front page, and also on DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. If you'd like to check us out on some other social media platforms that you might be on, I've made some friends on some of these as well. Spreely, Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And then if you're over on Telegram, if you got the Telegram app, we've opened up um, a group over there called Sons of Liberty. Just look that up. You can get in. You guys who enjoy one another in the mornings and the afternoons in the chat rooms on the various uh, platform that you're on, you can head over there and you can share information all day long. Uh, to your heart's desire, okay? <laughs> okay, so we're going to do something a little different. It's the first here on the morning show that I can tell you that. I tell you that when we have a subject matter, we're we're not doing Chinese buffet. We're going to stick to the subject. So if you want to call in, and we already have a caller calling in from North Carolina. We're going to take that in just a moment. If you want to call in, this is your chance. It'll be your show to make it whatever you want it to be. Um but uh, try to be succinct, and, and if you got a question or you just got a comment, you want to call in and say something, now's your chance. 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. We'd love to hear from you, you guys in the video uh, portion. That number is at the bottom part of your screen there on the right, right above where all of the various media uh, platforms that we're on is. So give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And um, by the way, it, when I say we, I don't have a mouse in my pocket. Um, I've got my good friend <clears throat> Bradley Dean, who comes on at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central. And uh, he's on with me this morning. And good morning, Bradley. Good morning, Tim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the, thanks for getting up. Uh, you guys are looking a little 
little peeky there. I caught Sam kind of almost falling asleep in the chair when I came on this morning, and uh, glad that you guys came on and uh, took time to be with us this morning. So we're going to do something kind of unique here uh, in that we're going to open up the lines. And we, you know, uh, for people who don't know, Bradley's been on with me. We did two shows together, what, a month or about two months ago, something like that, when you were up in Michigan and back to back. And that was on the issue of if if Barack Obama was doing the things that Donald Trump was doing, his supporters would... And basically pull out their hair, scream and holler and stuff, the stuff that we've talked about. And uh, we said, well, why don't we try to do that once a month? And I've tried to remember to do that the last month, and we didn't get a chance to do it. So we're going to do it today. And uh, we've got a caller already up. So let's take our caller from North Carolina. And you guys in the chat, you guys listening by Red State Talk Radio, happy to hear from you again. The number is 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Caller, are you there? Are you talking to me? I am talking to you. Hey, I'm actually in, I'm in Georgia, not North Carolina. Okay, it's showing. It's um, my, go ahead. That's quite all right. I'm, hey, Tim, I've been watching your show on uh, Periscope for a little while, and I, I, you know, have a very like mind, and uh, just I've been wanting to call in, but you've always had a topic, and you <laughs> just stick to the topic, so I didn't want to, you know, interrupt your your flow. Okay, but. Um, I just I kind of had a a little bit of information as far as how this whole COVID scam thing is going and and what kind of direction it's actually headed in because of some of the things that I'm dealing with here um, in Marietta, Georgia, which is right down the road from a place called Lockheed Martin. Right. I don't know if you're familiar with them. And a couple of other military bases that uh, apparently they like to uh, <laughs> they like to do all kinds of fun things around here. Apparently, this built town was built. Uh, based on that on that company so um, but anyhow uh, as far as COVID thing goes I, from and this I mean this stuff just sounds like like Twilight Zone stuff and it really is um, but I, to the best of my ability to tell people are, are it's not a virus that people should be worried about necessarily as much as it is a bacteria um, from what I can tell bacteria is being programmed and which is this is all factual stuff you can check me on it but maybe a form of e coli or something like that with a uh with a mechanosensitive uh ion channel uh that's able to create voltage and or conduct uh uh current and because i I've, I've been getting essentially held against my will <laughs> for like long periods of time where i'm unable to move my vehicle and and up to a month even, and I'll finally I'll figure it out, and there's never anything wrong with it. And it's and, and I've finally figured out that there's something getting on my car that's actually it's causing a a voltage on the negative side on the on the ground side of my system, and basically shorting out my car. All and right, the how, more I've dealt me, with it, I found out it's bacteria to the point where I have this biofilm now. Okay, it's like I see. Cheesy. <laughs> I was wondering how the two right, things connected. So, That's why I was wanting to ask the question. Yeah, yeah. It's how they, how they, how they inter uh, twine. Okay. So this is my thing. When I started washing it off, I started noticing that it's like people don't want me to wash it off. There's things that happen every time. It's always something loud, something high pitched. And as I'm looking at this stuff, I'm reading about it. How the mechanical sensitivity works. That the the ion channels could be excited by lights and sounds. It's a piezo kind of thing. Um, and, and from what I could tell is I'm watching it, I'm watching it rinse off and this loud sound occurs and then all of a sudden it's re-adhering and it's stuck. 
and I can't get the stuff off. And it's like something's always trying to keep me from getting this crap off of my car. Mm. And like, I, I mean, so it's like I said, it's Twilight Zone stuff. And if I didn't see it with my own eyes, I wouldn't believe it. But what I think is going on is these people are, are harvesting and, and programming bacteria, which you can do with a computer and an app, and trying to keep it in certain places and, and whatever it is there. And they're, they're basically, I think, trying to deplete the population with it. And eventually people will have respiratory issues from breathing all this crap. They're going to call it COVID and take these people and, and ship them off to wherever it is that they're putting people in isolation in, and, and they'll just kind of disappear and go away. Yeah. And cause I'm, I'm already, I'm dealing with something like that now. I'm unfortunately caught up in a court thing and they're trying to label me mental health. And I've been getting harassed, and I've I've been getting targeted for, like, hard for, like, a couple of two, three years now to the point where it's, like, blatant. There's no doubt about it. It's just they don't even bother hiding it anymore. But I don't have anybody I can tell because nobody will listen. And uh, so I just don't bother. But... But the thing is, it's like now they're they're going to try to basically after they've harassed me, they've done me wrong, they've got you know uh, got me all wound up in, in all this legal stuff, and 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 there's proof that they did this stuff. Now they're trying to label me mental health so that nobody will ever listen to me, and nothing I ever say will ever make any sense or or, or have any validity, and uh, they'll just you know, keep loading me up with bacteria, I guess, until I have some kind of symptoms that resemble COVID so they can just ship me off somewhere and, and kind of sweep me under the rug. Well, I know, I, I, know, I know one I of the things, I know one of the things that we've dealt with before, and um, we've got a, a registered nurse who writes for us over at sons of Liberty uh, com, And uh, she has been on the show too, to talk about the fact that her impression was that uh, anything that was going on was actually, uh, or may have been, um, not a virus, but uh, something else. Uh, I forget the other thing. It mm-hmm. just left my mind. I, I, I pulled Bradley yesterday when we talked on the phone um, that that we may be doing something else because of the the drugs that were used uh, dealing with that dealt with malaria. It was the same kind of thing, and I ah, I'm just drawing a blank here of what it was. Something quine or whatever. No, no, no. It's it's something you would know if it's not a pathogen. It's uh, something else. So anyway, we they made mention of that. I passed it on to Dr. Andrew Kaufman, and he had the same thing. So people are mentioning chemtrails in the uh, in Uh the chat room. Um, I know there is the issue also of nanoparticles that are there. These things aren't really my specialty. I've read some on them. Parasites. Thank you, Joni. She chimed up, uh, parasites that instead of a virus uh-huh. because of the way it reacts to whatever the medicines are that we're being told that, that quote unquote, you, yeah. So I, you know, my recommendation would be get it on video, get images of it, uh, of what you're doing. Um, and That's you know, put that been. out and that, that would be, I don't know if Bradley, what, what do you have to say about any of that? Uh, you've seen some of the chemtrails and stuff you've talked about that but i, I don't know if you have anything well, to speak to that hang on a second hang on a second I, I actually yeah bradley i was just going to say that i think once you get on their talking points they win uh i think this is where we have to draw the line and the importance of laws to come in and put the stop and the kibosh on what they're trying to uh bring you to and i think this guy right here is a prime example of you know get off of their talking points get back to the law um, and put them in the corner and get on the offense rather than on the defense uh, because I believe that they're trying to put you in a dangerous position. But I'd make it as known as oh, possible to anybody 
as to what's going on, because the more that you bring this to the light, the safer you're going to be every step of the way. But I'd also uh, bring about the law in this particular situation and find out the people that are actually doing this and take it to them. I would send the message that you're picking the right guy to play with. I really would. Yeah, I didn't mention this part is that I'm already in the dangerous position. Um, I've actually I'm, I've I've been made homeless over this stuff, and mainly because I've, I've acquired what's known as a toxic and induced loss of tolerance to chemicals, hydrocarbons, uh, molds, bacteria, solvents uh, from living in dirty houses and, and places like that, and then given I was flocks to uh, fluoroquinolone which, by the way, don't leave your body. They store in your DNA, and now they can apparently, uh, they're using them for this stuff called photopharmacology where they can actually manipulate with, manipulate them with visible light. But it, it's, it's absolutely ruined my life to the point where I can't work. But the, the condition is widely considered a, a psychosomatic thing, even though it's well known that the fluoroquinolones are, are known to exasperate and or to onset this particular condition. So I can't get disability. And I'm living in a car that's full of this stuff. I mean, it's, there's no way it got here on accident. It just didn't. It's absolutely chock full of this stuff from day one. I, I clean this car every day, and it's never clean. I fix this car every day. It's never fixed. I've been stuck in this parking lot for a week and a half. And every time I get it cleaned off to a certain point, here comes the cops, man. And they'll just, like, show up and sit there and run their vehicles, like two or three of them. And I'm telling them I have this chemical sensitivity, and they'll just tell me not to worry about it or something. And I'm well, like, dude, how about you stand there and be poisoned and you, you just don't worry about it, you know? Right, right. Uh, well, I, I would suggest, so, yeah, yeah I mean, I'd suggest you get on, somebody keep me on one foot, man, you know? Yeah, I'd suggest you get somebody to represent you unless you're able to do it yourself. And uh, as Bradley said, uh, you know, bring sure. the law to bear to the, against them. Uh, if they're doing things that are outside the law and especially saying that you have a mental health problem and things of that nature, if you actually don't. And again, I would document that I would document it in video and, and, uh, and have others document it as well and get it out there, put it out there and start naming names of people who are harassing you. If that's what's going on, you got to call them out as Bradley said. And I've told people this before when they get fearful, well, I'm going to get, you know, some kind of retribution back. Uh, the thing is the best thing to do is to get it out in the open and to call names, not generalize it, call the names of the people who are doing it so that they know that you're the yeah. you're going to call them out. You're going to point it out and let them, as many people know about it as you can. And uh, that's, as, that's yeah. as far as I can say, but we appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, anything else you want to yeah, share real yeah. quickly? I, I, the only thing I was going to say is it about the, the chemtrails. As far as I can tell, it, they, he's probably right about the chemtrails, and it's probably a precursor to like a polymer or something like that. Because now they can do this like uh, ultrasonic uh, 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 pyrolization or something like that where you can basically send out a a mist or a a spray of of fog and you can actually adhere it to something using light or using sound. And as best I can tell, they're using something from car exhaust. And uh, car exhaust, I I guess, feeds certain types of bacteria. And there's certain types of bacteria in certain types of exhaust. And from what I can tell, is like I get loaded up with this stuff. I mean, to where I'm wringing out rags and it's I'm covered in it. I smell like smoke all day long. I can't get the smell off of me. I'm constantly dirty, even even after I just wash myself. And of course, I, I haven't had been able to take a proper shower in, in months, you know. Right. And it's like it's not an accident that they put me in this situation. I'm I'm like I'm just dying here. And like the people that are close to me, I've been telling them and begging them, and they just kind of like shrug it off, man. And it's like. 
Okay, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we, we appreciate we appreciate your call and let and get back in touch with us. Let us know how yeah. that goes uh, when you reach out to somebody who can represent you and, and bring the law to bear. Okay. Sorry, I dropped my phone. That's okay. We appreciate your call, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right. Mm-hmm. You too. I, I think a lot of I think a lot of what people do is they get caught up into the talking points of what the enemy wants to get them ta- you know caught up into, and then they get absorbed into that conversation um it's like anything i if i'm around someone that keeps talking about their uh sicknesses all the time or just all the problems of the world all the time this is the importance of staying in the word of god because it tells us in first john 5 2 that what is it that overcomes the world even our faith if we feed on the bread of life we're going to overcome this world it's a promise that we will and I was when I was listening to this guy, I was just thinking about no weapon formed or fashioned against me shall prosper for our righteousnesses of you, which is Isaiah 54, 17. I think about Luke 10, 19, where it tells us, behold, I give you unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I can think of Psalm 91, Acts 10, 38, and the list goes on. Our conversation needs to become the gospel of Jesus Christ, not the gospel of what our enemies would have us talk about. And people need to understand that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And I'm not talking about metaphysics here, but I am talking about our conversation needed to become the gospel of Jesus Christ. And once our conversation is set on the gospel, I'll tell you what, the Holy Ghost is going to have free reign to operate concerning blessing us or cursing us, and I'm saying this because curses don't belong to the church, and people need to understand that when you are a Christian, curses don't apply to Christians. Um, And he also said it's a righteous thing with the Lord to recompense tribulation unto those that trouble the righteous. So once we stand on the side of the word of God, he's going to operate in such a fashion where he's going to say to the enemy, touch not mine anointed. He's going to deal with them if they continue on. And again, we need to either side with the word of God or we're going to side with our enemies in our conversation. And I strongly suggest that you uh, stand on the side of the word of God in everything that you do. I really do, because I live this. I breathe this. I practice what I'm preaching right now. And the most important thing is to feed on the bread of life. It truly is. I agree with that. And there's uh, so many people that they get bogged down. This is a this leads us to something else. And we'll talk about this in just a minute uh, in the political realm. It's always, you know, focusing on the bad and never calling forth, well, the, here's the law against it. And we look, we, when we have those kind of stories on Sons of Liberty, when, when you or I do something on that, we always call people and say, this is what the law says. This is what ought to be done. Now, the question is, are they going to do it? And nine times out of ten, because we have such corruption, they're not going to do it. So it's up to the people to deal with them. This is what we keep telling people uh, when we do these kinds of things. Uh, Bradley, we got another caller. This is Joni. I was just mentioning her. Good morning, Joni. Good morning. How are you both this morning? Doing great. Uh, okay. Um, if you uh, notice, I wrote an article, and it was yesterday, about mm-hmm. the the letter from uh, the New Zealand police officer that they are now standing up and saying, we don't want to violate anybody's rights. We know the government is, but you're using us to do it. And by doing that, that's going to take away not only their rights, but ours as well. Unfortunately, you can't get that across to a lot of the law enforcement here 
especially where I live, which is, you know, east of Atlanta. They are just, they, they do the bidding of the higher-ups. So it doesn't matter what you tell them. You can tell them the truth all day long. And they'll say, yes, I know, but you, and then it's but. Yes, I know, but. They always come back to a crutch. And <clears throat> this is what the whole purpose of the article was, was to tell these police officers, hey, look, others are standing up and saying, no, we don't violate rights. And to tell the officer, you need to be, you need to be following that. Why haven't you? We have the best constitution. And that's what everything rests on, the word of God, our constitution, declaration of independence. And there is nowhere that you are allowed to violate another person's rights. Nowhere that I can find in the Bible. If, you, if that's wrong, correct me, but I can't find it. So, well, no, they're, they're supposed to know, defend those understand. rights. They're supposed to defend those rights to praise the good and to punish the, the evildoer. And what we find in our country is mm-hmm. they're doing something, they're doing the complete opposite. They're, they're praising the evildoer. They're showing more mercy to the evildoer than they are their victims or those who aren't engaged in that lawlessness. And then, you know, for, for the, the one who's abiding by the law, the one who is, who is self-governing them, they're, they're governing themselves according to what uh, God says that we should do, then what are they doing to them? Well, those are the people getting the finger pointed at them as, as they're the bad guys. They're the radicals. They're the guys you don't want to listen to. They're the troublemakers uh, when the actual troublemakers are those who will not bring the law to bear. And this comes uh, to something that I'm going to get to here in just a little bit with Bradley, and that is what's going on with these riots, with these promises of we're going to, you know, get over the White House fence, this new fence that's been put up. Um, you've got people being stabbed oh, there, yeah. and they see all this kind of stuff. We're going to get to that in a minute. But if the if the guys who are charged with upholding the law are not upholding the law, that's even worse than just the regular guy who's breaking the law, because these people are supposed to be held to a higher standard, just like in the church where an elder or a deacon is held to a higher standard, and those who teach are held are, are going to receive a, a, a sore judgment. So um, I, I agree that these guys, they have to stand up and they have to apply the law, and, uh, and if they're not doing that, they're not worth their salt to do that. Bradley? I would just I would just once again add that we're talking about the squeaky wheel here, the less than 10 percent of each agency organization. That is the bad. I have a lot of friends that are police officers, state troopers, sheriffs, so on and so forth. Uh, and by the way, they're good people to have around you, especially when they're Christian constitutionalists in so many different ways. And the bottom line is, is we need to stand up and send the message because our our system, the way we've been inundated desensitized by the mainstream media, which, by the way, is controlled by the CIA. Uh, It's owned by six corporations worldwide. They have a long history of lying to the people, propagandizing the people. Um, we, We need to just simply come back to the fact that we've been desensitized in a system that magnifies the crime over the law. We, the people, and this is exactly why My show and Tim's show continuously make reference to the word of God. Tim, you said earlier to condemn the wicked, to justify the righteous. Deuteronomy 25, or I'm sorry, uh, Deuteronomy 25, verse 1. It's making reference to our form of government, common law, the Mosaic Institution. We're giving reference in the Constitution to give people the answers. 
The people in this country need to understand that they are the strength of the Constitution. We, the people in this country, are the government. So when we talk about what we see and we complain about it, we need to understand that we need to take responsibility on an individual and corporate basis and deal with the corruption to get rid of that reflection rather than complaining about it. Let's right the wrongs and go after them. Because once you begin to take that attitude like our forefathers did, right? Hebrews 13, 7, we're supposed to follow the steps of those that have gone before us. I'll tell you what, we're going to get a different response. And we, we in this ministry have people around us on a nationwide basis of doers of the word of God, not hearers only deceiving themselves. And they understand that we are to magnify the law against the crime. And let me just end with this. You are the strength of the constitution, Thomas Edison said, and it is a good fight of faith. A famous preacher one time said this, God is willing to give the church what it's willing to fight for. He didn't say anything about a majority of the people coming together. Nope, like John Knox said, a man with God is always in the majority. And once we begin to trust that, guess what? We're going to get the results. What was it? John Quincy Adams that said, do all that you can do and leave the results up to God. This ministry is a prime example of exactly who he is. Nowhere can you find in scripture anywhere, Joni, Tim, friends listening and watching, where the Lord ever failed a faithful man or a faithful woman of God. So it's on our part to respond to God's word and stand back after and in the process of doing so to see what he's going to do in answer because he's not a man that he should lie. Amen. Amen. Joni, did you have anything else Amen. you wanted to add? <clears throat> Yes, I do. I have been standing on my religious liberty to not wear a mask. I just absolutely refuse. I'm I'm not going to do it. So um, I went into a store one day, and they said, oh, we're we're all wearing masks. I said, well, you don't have to wear them around me because I have a bona fide religious objection to wearing a mask. And they looked at me kind of funny. I said, okay, let me explain it to you. God breathed into man the breath of life. Psalm tells us, you shall fear no pestilence. And then in Psalms, it also says, I can't remember the exact words, but I have it written down somewhere, but it says that God's breath sustains our heart. So when you put that mask on, you are covering everything up. Do you know they all took their masks off? Good for for you. (laughs) They took their masks off. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happens when people stand up and they af- and they affirm their faith and they show people there's nothing to fear here. Uh, are, are people going to live in fear? Are they going to throw away their life by, for the fear of death? Then you're not living. I mean, that's sure. just <clears throat> that's ridiculous. And over and over in the Old Testament and the New Testament, because the God of the New Testament is the God of the Old Testament, he continuously tells his people not to fear. Now, there's a reason to fear if you're not one of his people. <clears throat> there's a you know it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry god but here's the thing god has given us so many promises if we'll just if we'll just put him if we'll if we'll prove him and trust what he says and do what he says he'll show himself faithful in those matters you were quoting psalm 91 that's what i use as well death 91 that was yeah. it <laughs> yeah we hide ourselves in the shadow of the most high and and he protects us from the perilous pestilence. He protects us from the terror by night, the error that flies by day, all of these things, if we trust him. But that's the issue. Are we hiding ourselves in the shadow of the Most High? Or are we just saying, 
I'm a Christian and we live like we're the children of the devil. What if we're doing that, that promise doesn't apply. Okay. It just doesn't apply. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. And it's a good thing you're speaking out on that. I also want to remind everybody when you're wearing those little blue masks that you get everywhere, they uh, clean those with ethylene oxide. Ethylene oxide is a known carcinogen. We Mm -hmm. have a plant here where I live that they have released this gas. There's a lawsuit now um, within uh, for certain cancers and all that this plant they believe it caused. Um, And also, it's coated with Teflon particles. So when you are wearing that mask, you're breathing all that stuff in, plus it traps moisture. Your People don't handle them properly. They don't change them like they should. So you're actually doing more harm than good. You're going to make yourself sick from that worse than is going to be from a non-proven illness. We don't know what's causing people to get sick yep. if people are getting that sick. And if they are getting sick, it's not that bad. So my thing is, you're doing more harm to yourself than good when you wear that. So if you stand on your religious beliefs and you stand on the principles that those masks are actually causing harm and you can't order me to do anything that's going to harm myself, you can't, you can't force me to violate my religious beliefs, that's all it, that's all it takes. That's yeah. all it takes. Yep. And that's well, coming. And it's stand up. Yeah. Can I interject something here? It's it's absolutely amazing, and this is why it's so important not to get caught up under their talking points. They've got the American people wearing masks. They already have them mm-hmm. on their talking points. The people that are selling the virus are the same ones selling the vaccinations. The people that are wearing the masks have already given the tyrants by adding strength to their tyranny. They've already given them permission to go ahead and say they'll also accept the vaccination. So this is the importance of law once again. How many federal judges have now come forward and have told the American people what's going on concerning what these said tyrant governors are doing to their own people? They're not upholding the law. They're tearing down the law. They're tearing down the Constitution in an attempt to recreate a new one. And they're working not for we the people, but for special interest groups. Well, guess what, friends? You want the resolve? Take off the mask. Go back to the Word of God. Go back to the U.S. Constitution. Read Article 2, Section 4. Impeach every single one of them. Because what they're doing is a violation of your constitutional right. They're outside of their scope of authority. They have no business whatsoever shutting down a business, telling you what to do and how to do it concerning your health. That has not been delegated to those people. Once they're impeached, they need to be charged for their crimes against the people. Article 1, Section 3, Clause 7. Until the American people send that message, nothing's going to change. And again, I want to reiterate the point. Federal judges have stood up. They put their necks out on the line for the rest of us in their country by doing their jobs and preserving our freedom, by magnifying the law against the crime and the criminals, by telling us all of this is unconstitutional. When are the American people going to begin to listen to what the law says that keeps us free? Yep. Amen. Amen. Uh, Joni, got anything else you want to add? I agree. Nope, that's it. Y'all have a great day. Thank you, Joni. Good to hear from you. There goes Joni, and uh, we appreciate your contributions over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You can find Joni as 
And I apologize earlier that I didn't have my, my mic cut off, and I, I just got a cough. It just happens just like that. Uh, you can find her under the pen name of Suzanne Hamner. And if you want to pick up that coffee mug that Bradley was holding up, you guys, and the thing, head over to SonsLibertyMedia.com and click on the store. There's a there's a store button right across the top. Click on that. It's right there. There's also a, a Sons of Liberty one as well. Uh, you can pick those up in our store. Uh, along with T-shirts and books and music and all kinds of other things. Well, Bradley, I've been wanting to use this, okay, uh, because I want to talk. I want to just bring this in because I think both of us hit on this constantly when we're talking about what what's being put out there politically. And uh, you know, I started a long time ago calling DC WWE. It's wrestling. That's what it is. And uh, in, in order to introduce this section, see, I've got this new button. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Uh, yeah, I just I wanted to, I wanted to use that. Um, that's where we want to go. This is what they're doing to the American people. Now, folks, I want you to think. You're on Friday now. Now, understand. I don't I don't buy into the thing that we ought to know a winner uh, on election night, unless it's just so overwhelming uh, that it's very clear. But uh, how many times have we come down to this, you know, somebody's got the, the popular vote, but then the other guy wins the electoral colleges, which is how our founders set it up anyway. But they, they have this neck and neck thing, and they've had it for decades. And we yep. know for, for several election cycles, we know voter fraud has went on. And I listened to a mutual friend of ours the other day, and he was talking about, well, if it wasn't for Donald Trump, we would never know about the voter fraud problem. Are you kidding me? We've known about it for several election cycles. Nobody will deal with it. And I've said, uh, even in this situation, I, I will be surprised if Donald Trump brings the law to bear against those committing voter fraud if if they can prove it and uncover it. And we've seen, I think, some evidence of some of the things. We haven't seen some of the context of what's going on there. But, you know, they used to not have the inauguration <clears throat> of the president until right when spring was starting because it took them a long time to count the ballots. So it doesn't have, the ballot counting doesn't have to happen by midnight on November the 3rd. It just doesn't have to happen. It takes the people time to count them. And frankly, I'd rather have them counting the paper ballots uh, than doing this really easy to hack um, the electronic voting. But here's, here's where things stand right now. Okay. This has been like this for how many days, folks? 264, they're keeping you on the edge of your seat. I got people sending me messages going, did they call it for Biden? Did they call it? And I'm like, either one of these uh, guys that get in there, either one of them that get in there is bad for America, despite what you may have been told in the media or by the lying politicians themselves. Uh, And so, Bradley, how do you address this when you address things? Because what you do is you say, look, you're being given two idols, you're being, and I call them two dog bowls, by the lying media that the people say they don't believe, or the two-party system, which our founding fathers said was a great evil, and you guys say, you go along with it, and you say, well, we have to choose the lesser of two evil, and you call yourself a Christian. And I go, where in the Bible does it say to choose evil at all? In fact, it says to shun it, and it says to expose it. Bradley? Yeah. It is, isn't it, I'm, Tim, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm so embarrassed for these people and they keep going on with them bad selves. And what's scary about it is they actually think that they know what they're talking about. Um, they're talking about the Democrats and the Republicans. You know, the fact of the matter is, folks, uh, especially uh, those that are even tuning in now uh, on, on live radio here, 
It's interesting to note that both parties are unconstitutional. There's 101 different party affiliations. They're all unconstitutional. We're a constitutional republic, Article 4, Section 4. If you remember making reference to what you just said, Tim, about John Adams, the second president of the United States, he's the one that said, there's nothing which I dread so much as the division of the great republic into two great parties, each arranged under its leader and concerning measures and opposition to each other, hello, uh, in my humble apprehension is to be dreaded as the greatest political evil under the Constitution. But the American people are so educated, and these preachers of the day are so educated, and the conservatives of the day, which are yesterday's liberals, are so educated, they keep giving you the bone that's thrown to them by the propagandists through the CIA-controlled media and their useful idiots. So to suggest that this is real as to what's taking place, let me show you how strong the narrative is. Let me show you the power that has been wielded over you already. You've been given two guys on the same team. You've been told one's a good guy, one's a bad guy. Same thing with Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. Same thing with John McCain. Uh, and Barack Obama, and then Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. It's the same thing. But if you pull the curtain back, you're going to find out they're on the same uh, team. And again, the way that they promote this and keep this alive is they keep promoting the fight between the right and the left, which is a system designed to divide and conquer the people. Read Mark 325. Uh, it's also a system that has been created by Orwell, which had said, this political language is a language created to make lies sound truthful. The conversation that you're hearing from both Donald Trump and Joe Biden are foreign to the U.S. Constitution. Let me say it again. It's foreign to the U.S. Constitution. If you want to go ahead and test your steel, cross-check everything I'm telling you and go read the Constitution of the United States of America and put it up to their conversation because it's un-American almost at every given step. Uh, and we are destroyed for the lack of knowledge, and it's exactly what's happening. The joke is on the American people. It's not on Donald Trump. It's not on Joe Biden. It is on the American people. Read Ephesians 4.14 when you get a moment and 1 Kings 13.33 as well. Uh, Tim, this is one thing that gets my dander up, all the well knowing that there's 1,156 other presidential contenders, and we've only heard of Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Give me a break. Well, it's interesting that you say that because some people, somebody asked me yesterday, well, what happened to the guy, uh, the Constitution Party guy, or what happened to the, uh, the Joe Jorgensen of the Libertarian Party, or what happened to the person from the, the Green Party? Well, you know, it's interesting. The media didn't want to cover them, but when they were given the results, it was interesting when the presidential stuff come up, you had them sticking them down there where they had, you know, much smaller numbers, but they decided they wanted to put them on display there. And I found that very profound that they're kind of throwing it back in the in the people's face. And I'm sure people were looking at that going, who are those people? Who who, who are they? And by the way, guys, the, the guys who control the debates, I mean, that's all controlled. That, that's what it is. They they limit who's going to come in there. That's why you don't hear any real difference of ideas. You you hear the same stuff. Um, Michael Peruca gave this thing, Bradley, and I, I don't have enough space to hold up different things. But he basically, I met him at a Captain D's one time, and he took a salt and pepper shaker, and he, he took the he took the, the 
one of them and he said, it's the Bible. And he said, the other one is the, the U.S. Constitution. And he said, these are our standards. And he set them in the middle of the table. And then he took two of those red solo cups. You know, those are what us um, uh, rednecks down here in South Carolina, that is our um, uh, champagne glasses <laughs> for, for you people who don't get it. He took those and he held those up. And he says, this is the right and the left. This is the Republican and the Democrat. And what they do is, here's the standard, the Bible Constitution, and the Bible rules over the Constitution, folks, too, okay? Where it needs correcting, the Bible is to correct it. The the, the Republicans and the Democrats go over here, way off the line. They're not even talking about things. And I'll give you the example. Healthcare. Where is that in the federal Constitution, people? It's not in there. But you've got Republicans and Democrats talking about it. You had... Donald Trump saying it, we're going to come in and repeal and replace Obamacare. It's the same message that Mitt Romney had. Repeal and replace. Um, and everybody who had any sense of the Constitution says, yeah, repeal it, but replace it with nothing. <laughs> don't, don't get in that. Uh, we, we see the problem. And I think this is the thing that they do, Bradley. They bring in stuff that they're not even authorized to be doing, and they start talking about it. And then they use the term, the will of the people. Well, the people want this. Well, I don't care if the people want it or not. You're not authorized to be dealing in it. And uh, again, we we come back to this issue to where uh, Donald Trump has told us we'll never be a socialist country. We've been a socialist country in our in our actions for quite some time. We've been taking other people's money and redistributing it to other people, banks, corporations, all of these kinds of things. And the people are getting poorer. The debt's getting larger. And the Bible says debt is a curse and children are a blessing. And how do Americans have it now? We don't want but our 1.2 children, uh, and we'll take all the debt that we can have to have all the stuff that we can gather. And uh, we, we've got it completely backwards from the way God said it should be. And again, it's the people they get. If people, you want to end COVID, you want to end the pulling your hair out of the two-party system and all, cut your TV off for two weeks. Do the two-week challenge. Cut your TV yeah. off for two weeks. Cut Rush Limbaugh off for two weeks. Cut the conservative talking heads off for two weeks. Take time and spend it. Spend that time that you would put in that in your Bible and read your Constitution, read the Declaration of Independence, and then turn it back on two weeks later and see if you don't see the lies for what they are, if, you, if you're having a problem doing that. Bradley? Well, 94% of the people don't trust the media. Why would they be watching the media in the first place? And I'm talking about the mainstream media here. Uh, 11% approval rating for Congress. Uh, they don't trust the media and they don't trust the government, but who's telling them the lies that they adhere to, Romans 118. Well, it, there's the hypocrisy right there. Either you believe what's going on here or you're going to educate yourself and expose it for what it is and act accordingly to your belief, which just happens to be a verb, by the way. Uh, but I, I wanted to go back to what you were talking about with Obamacare uh, Jonathan Gruber, the architect of Romney Care, by the way, who remember he came out and he was contending with Barack Obama. Well, and he was condemning Obamacare. Well, most people didn't under, uh, didn't know that Mitt Romney state and Mitt Romney himself with Jonathan Gruber were the ones that were the ones that were responsible for bringing forth uh, Obamacare, which became the Affordable Care Act, which started out as the Romney Care, which ended up being the American Health Care Act under Donald Trump. That's all they've done is changed the name. And it's a violation of the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8. But I want you to listen to what people are listening to that want to contend with what you're saying right now, Tim. This is Jonathan Gruber, the architect of Romney Care, Obamacare, and now American Health Care Act. 
He said exploiting the stupidity of the American voter is fun and easy, kind of like squeezing a lemon. He said a lack of transparency is a huge political advantage. Call it the stupidity of the American voter or whatever. See how the joke's on you, America? But basically, that was really, really critical for this thing to pass, talking about Obamacare, Affordable Care Act, uh, uh, and up to now American Health Care Act. And then he said this as well. P.T. Barnum said a sucker is born every minute. He's talking about the American people. But his estimate was laughably low. So, friends, you can see they're laughing at you every step of the way. And the, and the sad fact of the matter is what we're doing here and what we've always done, we're not here giving you our opinion on the Sons of Liberty Radio.com. We're just not doing that. We're giving you the facts. We're playing the audios. We're giving it to you straight from the horse's mouth in every given scenario. And if you don't want to weigh it in the light of God's word, then don't call yourself a Christian because we already deal with enough hypocrites in this country anyways. And to put that up against 86% that profess to be Christians, if that were true, every single one of the people that you attempt to defend would be thrown in jail for their crimes against we the people. There's no doubt about it. Amen. That's exactly right. And I put out the uh, the number uh, in the chat room. And guys, again, if you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. First day, first time on the Sons of Liberty Radio morning show, we're doing the Chinese buffet. We're not cutting that off. So if you got something you're bringing up, and we've already dealt with a couple of different things, uh, you're welcome to call in. And I don't know, Bradley, we're getting about uh, 10 minutes to, towards the end of the show. Do you want to stay on? Because last time you said, hey, I'm up. Oh, let's just do if you want to do it, we'll do it. Okay. All right. Bradley will stay on. So we'll we'll keep him over uh, for quite a bit and we'll do. Now, you mentioned a little while ago uh, the people being the solution. And I think this is a mindset that we're trying to, to push to. Um, you know, I know when I used to listen to you before I became a part of, of the Sons of Liberty, one of the things you said is you wanted to take talk radio and you want to turn it into do radio. So, and this was my thought all along anyway, was that if I did a radio show, I wanted to give information, not to scare people, even though some of it may seem scary. The fact of the matter is we're told by our daddy not to be afraid, but because he goes before us to fight our battles. And so it was to give information so people could act, not so they could be constipated with information, you know, that just comes in and they don't do anything with it. So that's one of the things we've always talked about, but it seems to me that I see this a lot in the chat room when you are on the radio or when I'm on the radio and we start pointing out the problems and then we'll go to we'll go to something like the constitution or we'll go to the bible and we'll say okay this is this is what it says you do to those people and people actually come in and they go well what are we supposed to do and I think they they have been so inundated with this the propaganda that what what they think they can do is wait till the next election cycle and elect somebody. Do you want to speak to our friend Catherine Henry? You had her on yesterday. To tell people what what she did. She actually took it and said, "I know what to do. I'm going to go do it." She took the law and she shoved it right back down the throats of the tyrants, and she won the day. Um, and of course, she's in a battle right now, but it's a spiritual warfare that we have been promised through many trials and tribulations do we enter into the kingdom of God. And so it is. And, you know, here it is. When you look at Scripture, Tim, this is this is the spirit that I've been born in. OK, John 3, 3. 
is when we look at King David and we look at what God used him for, and then you look at the patriarchs throughout the Bible, um, how do we deny the fact that he'll do the same thing for us? Because the Bible's clear when he said that he's faithful unto all generations. And I want you to think about this God that I'm talking about, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, okay? who also bestows the power of the Holy One of Israel, who's been sent out from heaven to preach through me on a daily basis, uh, except Sunday, sometimes. Um, but when we look at him, he's the one that said, call unto me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things in which you know not. The Bible's clear when it said that he looks to and fro upon the earth concerning those whose hearts are perfect towards him, that he might show him strong, himself strong. Uh, Jesus said, uh, greater works will you do than I did because I go to my father and consider that putting that up against the end of the book of John where it said, if all the books had been written concerning the miracles that Jesus did, there's not enough books in the world to write them. But Jesus turns and looks at us and says, no, you can do more than I did. The problem is, is we got people that want heaven insurance, but they want to live for the devil throughout their lives. And it's exactly what they do. And by the way, I'm not talking about just today's conservatives or today's patriots. I'm talking about the preachers of the day because it's the preachers of the day that are the problem in this country. The church is called to be the moral compass of society. When that goes, everything goes. And that's why we're in trouble. But again, when we look at what we can do, most people don't look that direction. Most people don't look to Scripture and see that, wait a second, I can't find the Lord failing me. Well, the Bible's clear that he's not a man that he should lie to him. And the fact of the matter is he's just looking for those that will take him at his word. And keep in mind that God came in in the book of Joshua, and he didn't fail one word of his covenant concerning his promises to the children of Israel. I cannot in my life find where he has ever failed me. I can see where he's tested me. I can see where he's tried me, and I can see where I have failed him, but I can't find where he's ever failed me. Going back to what you originally said, when we started doing high school assemblies across the country, I understood those kids, and I still do. They're being subjected to everything and protected from nothing. What God puts in a man, no devil in hell can take it out of him. And I want to say that and hitch it to what I'm making concerning my point with kids in public schools. I didn't know that I couldn't go into public schools, and I did 364 of them. God looks to the man that doesn't know that he can't do it because he knows all the well. He's going to give them the power to do it, to get the job done. And I thought that was the beginning and the end of my ministry. Little did I know that we were going to be on 133 radio stations across the country. Little did I know that we were going to become the number one and the number two show across the platform on Genesis Communication Networks. But I'll tell you what, all of that goes for naught. I'm still proving God. Tim, I believe you're still proving God. And the fact of the matter is he keeps showing himself strong on our behalf because he is still telling the church, will you just stand up and fight the good fight of faith and test me and prove me in this and I will show myself strong on your behalf. There's so many people that profess to be Christians, but they don't even know the word of God. Their conversation goes according not to the gospel of Jesus Christ, but to the mainstream media and their useful idiots 
to the conservatives of the day, the patriots of the day, and the professed Christians of the day. And I'm going to have nothing to do with it. God is who he says he is. We need to meet him on his terms. And when we do that, we're going to start bringing the answers to the world, Isaiah 58, 12, rather than bringing the problems to the world. That's a lack of Christianity. When you're talking like the enemy, the spirit of Christ is MIA in your life. I got a, I got a message for you. You need to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Get right. And, show, and ask the Lord to show himself strong on your behalf for the people. But you need to understand that when you come to Christ, you're going to first lose your life in the process. Until a man becomes nothing, God can create nothing out of him. So yeah. again, we have to meet him on his terms. But there's nothing within my ministry or within my heart that says we can't do what he did for another patriot mm. because he has. Amen. Amen. All right. We're, we're running up against uh, the end of the show here. We got just under three minutes. Let me make a, one comment. Deborah says she would call in and just to say thank you, Bradley, for the store, for the videos, the T-shirt and the book that she got. Um, she's a little phone shy and just woke up. And then we have calling in uh, one of our friends here. Of the Colburns, I don't know which one we got. I'm assuming it's Matt. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Tim. Okay. All right. What do you got to say, man? I just want to say that, and thank you and Bradley for the work that y'all do because y'all are spot on with everything you're saying. The problems in America come down to the point that we, the people, have forgot where the government. We've turned from our God. We've turned from the Bible. We've turned from our biblical foundation. And the only way is to get back to where we should be is by what y'all preach every day, Monday through Friday, including Saturday, twice a day. And people in this country need to wake up and listen to y'all's advice before we do lose our country entirely. I well, I thank you for that, and that's 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 the only reason we're there is to, is to give that kind of message. And you guys are great. Just want to say thank you to you and your wife and Eric and uh, all these pe- all these wonderful people who pop in the chat. I mean, you take on the guys who are in there, and you keep you reinforce that message because you guys believe it yourself. It's not that you're following us; you're following the same uh, God that we are, the the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, you're pointing to His Word to do that. And we see that every time we're on the radio, you guys are in there, uh, as Bradley mentions out of the Scriptures, fighting the good fight of faith, contending for the faith, as Jude uh, says. And uh, you guys are in the midst of it too. So it's not just it's not just us. You guys are doing it. We do it together. We're the church. We're the body. And uh, we all have different gifts in what we do. Uh, some of us are eyes. Some of us are hands. And Paul says you can't say to one that you're not important or this, that, and the other. God's put us together uh, for that common purpose, and that is to take dominion. It is not to to beg for the scraps from the table. It's to go in and say, wait a minute, this is my daddy's table. Get off of it. We get the whole thing. He's prepared a feast for us in the presence of our enemies, right? I mean, this isn't an issue to where we're beggars. Uh, We're children of the king. We may not be anything, but our daddy's really somebody, and that's the way we have to go at it. We have to put those things out. Um, uh, Matt, we we appreciate you calling in. Hang on, Bradley. We got about 25 seconds, and I want to and thank you again, Matt, for uh, giving us a call. We appreciate you very much. Um, You got about 20 seconds. Tell people where they can find out about you. Sorry. Are we going here, Tim? We're going. You got about 15 seconds to tell them, and we're going to keep going, but we're going to close out the radio show. So tell people where they can find out more about you. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you want to book us at any time, listen, we're somewhere every month. 1-866-233-0747. Uh, read Luke 19.10 and you'll understand. We are called to seek and save that which is lost, not to sit and play uh, church. 
uh, American version. We are to be raised up in the barracks called the church, and we are to get out there on the battlefield and win the souls for Christ. Okay, all right. Uh, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. we'll be with you. Kate Shimarani, see ya. Okay, for any of you guys joining us from Red State Talk Radio, I have to cut off the phone lines just because if I don't, I'll be talking over somebody else on the radio station. So we're going to cut that off. That's out of the way. You guys, if you got a question and you're in on the on the video platforms and any of this stuff, you can put your question in here. We're going to keep Bradley on uh, however long he wants to stay on, maybe about 30 minutes or so, and we'll cover a couple of topics. Bradley, what's, what's hot on your plate here? Uh, as far as what's going on in the country, what's what's the biggest thing maybe that, that's right on your mind? Is it the vaccine issue? Is that one of the big things that for you, or is it something else that's happening? One of the things that we have to stick to right now, you know, I think it's important for me to stay on and slow the roll and stop the onslaught of what the media is thrown on the American people by slowing their roll and sticking to the important topics and keep combating them. Just think about this, Judges 6, Gideon was raised up to tear down his father's altars. Well, that's exactly what we have to do, but we have to get to the point where we're not dealing with all the branches on the tree to confuse us, to inundate us, to overwhelm us. No, it's my job to lay the ax two to the root of the tree, and the vaccinations just happens to be one. That's how important this is. Uh, the tyranny going on through governors throughout the United States and mayors throughout the United States. I just want the people to understand that we, the people, are the government in this country, and we need to be educated. Uh, and the way to do that is to, again, know the Word of God and the Constitution. But I go back over to Thomas Edison when he said the strength of the Constitution lies in the will of the people to defend it. So that is that is what I want people to become aware of, and I want to educate people to the best of my ability. And it, it, that's our only hope. is It's found in the strength of the people in submission to God. Everybody talks about, you know, you see these signs all over the place, Tim, and, and it's all God bless America, God bless America. Well, the fact of the matter is God has blessed America. Now it's time for the church to bless God. And that's what I want to do. But they have to take heed to themselves, take responsibility and be raised up by God themselves and get out there and see what he won't do on their behalf the way that he has done on the behalf of this ministry. Well, that's exactly right. And you mentioned uh, something a little while ago, and this is a, a contention that we have uh, with with the church today. Um, and it isn't all of them. I, I don't want to broad brush that either. But for the for the most part, the modern church. One has abandoned the gospel. Uh, it doesn't call men to repentance. It, it, it says, you know, it's the it's the Billy Graham, thing, and won't you come? And won't you come? You know, and it's an emotional appeal. Come fry, cry a few crocodile tears and, and ask Jesus in your heart. None of that's in the scripture. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a godly sorrow that leads to repentance. We want that, but not the worldly sorrow. And I think of the, the kind of God that the preachers put up to people, and I'm reminded of, the passage, it's out of uh, Psalm 50, uh, where God says this. He says, But unto the wicked God saith, What hast thou do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth, seeing thou hatest instruction, and casteth my words behind thee? When thou sawest a thief, even thou content, uh, consented uh, with him, and hast been partaker with adulterers, thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit, thou sitteth 
and speaketh against thy brother, thou slanderest thine own mother's son. These things hath thou done. Now here's the catch. And I kept silence. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such as one as yourself. In other words, let me put it very clearly for people who don't understand what he's saying. You thought I was just like you. That's what he's saying. He says, but I will reprove thee and set them in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. That's the exact message that you were saying. It's quit playing with God and making him like yourself. You're, you become just like the pagans. They, they form these idols that have eyes, but they don't see, ears, but they don't hear. They got limbs, but they don't walk and they don't move about. And God says, I'm not like them and I'm not like you, my creation, and I'm going to set you aright. Now, praise me because God's not an idolater. He calls for himself to be glorified. In fact, the catechism uh, that we teach our kids, the first question is, what's, what's the chief end of man? It's to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Not to enjoy the things of life, even though we may do that, but to enjoy him. And so uh, I, I thought about that when you were making mention of um, what you were making mention of just a moment ago. Yeah, well, it's, you're in Psalm 50, correct? Yep. yep. Uh, it's, it's interesting because across the boards, the higher I go up in the church hierarchy, the more I understand why this country's in trouble because they've done just that. The second commandment is thou shalt not make unto thyself any graven image. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to serve them. In other words, create a God that looks just like you. And guess what I get to deal with all across the country uh, when I'm out there? I get to deal with those people that think that they're the standard. Well, the good thing is, uh, man is not the standard. Jesus Christ is the standard. And I'll tell you what, when you preach the word of God, uh, you, you begin to tear down them for who they are. And those Pharisees just don't like it. But then again, I'm not going into the churches to ask the devil for permission either. And um, But I get to see that all across the boards. Going back to what uh, we did when we first started doing high school assemblies, we thought in my naivety that I thought, you know, the church is going to support us going into high schools. No, they were the first ones to come against us, Tim, because they did not want anybody doing what they themselves wouldn't do. And so what is it resorted to? And the American people have taken this on throughout the professed church in America as well. Again, who professed 86% to be Christians, which is the furthest thing from the truth. But it's interesting how now they're willing to go ahead and spend trillions of dollars that come into the church in America today to send um, missionaries to other countries to preach a gospel there that they're unwilling to preach to their own kids in their backyards. So I get to partake with that firsthand. And when you began to bring up Psalm 50, it was the first thing I was thinking about. We're, we're not over on the Sons of Liberty talking out of school. No, we won't talk out of school. At least I won't talk out of school. I've never seen you talk out of school, Tim. It's dangerous to talk out of school. As a matter of fact, Paul said, I dare not speak those things that Christ Jesus has not done through me. Right. But when we start to call out the church in America, we need to understand that all scriptures given by God, 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by the inspiration of God for what? Doctrine, reproof, correction, and instructions in righteousness. What is it that you don't see in the church today? Just exactly what I just highlighted now. So it's completely up on its head. The problem that I have with what I see out there, the Franklin Grahams, 
uh, many of the modern day preachers, even other preachers on these networks that we're on today, is they're not sticking to the word. And what they're doing is they're trying to create a following. They're trying to create support unto themselves. And Tim, you know as well as I do, because I get it all day long too. Oh, we thank God for you, Bradley, Danny, and you're this and you're that. And it reminds me of John Bunyan when a guy came up to him and started to praise him. And John Bunyan in his spiritual wisdom said to him, yeah, Satan already told me that. Listen, the bottom line is, is if we're not preaching Christ and him crucified in him alone, uh, then you need to leave this channel and you need to go find some other ministry to follow because we are not the ones that want to be followed here. It always, it's my job, it's Tim's, Tim's job to point their finger at Jesus Christ in him alone, in him alone. We are not looking for followers here. We are looking to make disciples and that's exactly what we're doing here. So I don't ever want anybody thinking we're trying to put someone else's light out to make ours brighter. That's just not the case. We are here doing what Scripture commanded us to do. And if people like it, great. If they don't, they can lump it. But again, we follow Christ in him alone, John 14, 6. Yeah, and the, and the whole idea is, is that when we have to deal with those things, I don't think either one of us take any joy in calling out other people. I, I, I certainly don't. Uh, and and we're and again we're not looking for followers. The the whole idea is making disciples, and that makes that means that we're teaching them all things uh, that Christ commanded. It's not just hey uh, Jesus died on the cross and he was buried and he rose again and he did that to, to forgive your sins. That's that that's where everything starts. But the fact of the matter is he speaks about all of these areas of life, and we're constantly in a state of, of repenting of something. God's constantly put his finger on our lives and our hearts and our minds and saying, okay, you remember that right there? You need to confess that. You need to repent of that. It's a constant coming to him as Jesus took Peter, for instance, in uh, the night before he was uh, crucified. And he, you know, he, he, while they're fighting over who's the greatest in the kingdom, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom, he comes along and he grabs a towel and a basin of water, and he goes to washing their feet. And Peter goes, oh, far be it from me. I'm, I'm too good for that. You can't wash my feet. And he goes, well, if you don't let me wash your feet, you got no part of me. And, he, and Peter's like, oh, I get it. Then wash all of me from head to toe, right? He gets the picture. But I think there's a picture there that, that Christ does wash us. He does cleanse us. And then daily he is cleansing us. He, we put on the righteousness of Christ. It's not the righteousness of uh, a Bradley or of Tim because we have no righteousness to boast of if we're honest about it. Um, and I think this is the, that's the whole thing. You know, it's interesting. It's almost like people would rather have us wrong than right. Yeah. It's it, it, what people will come back to. Their retort is usually, oh, who are you to judge me? I'm, I'm not judging you. I'm loving on you. Remember, Jesus said, this is my commandment that you love one another. But if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Well, if you go into John 15 and you go down just a little bit, why did the world hate him? Why did they crucify him? And by the way, it was the Herodians and the Pharisees that did that. And we're supposed to watch out for that. Mark 8, 15. Well, Jesus was crucified because he uncovered men for who they really were. He exposed the heart, Luke 12, 2. And people need to understand that's real love. And, and also keep in mind, we're not judging anybody. We're just making reference to the judge's word. So if you love the judge and you meet him on his terms, you're going to love his truth too. And you're going to take it in and apply it to yourself. Here's the best way to come to God. Stand in the Bible, put a circle around it. Lord. I'm wrong, you're right, and live by that for the rest of your life because he is right and we are wrong. That's where we stand.
Yeah, the Bible says let every, let every man be a li- let every man be a liar, right? Um, and uh, so the so the idea is is that whatever God tells us is the truth. We can't even know the truth. And I know some people think that, and I think there's some perception of that because they're made in the image of God. The law is within them. Uh, Paul says Romans one that they have the knowledge of God. They just don't want to honor Him as God. And so when I run across you know atheist friends or this that and the other people who come up and say they're atheists, I said, well that's just silly. Uh, my Bible tells me that the Creator says that you know He's He's there, and they'll they'll fight with me. And I'm like, look, I'm not abandoning the foundation. That's where you lose the fight when you abandon the Bible for what God says about us. Then you're going to lose the argument every time. And I find. I found every time that I've done it, the atheist, it takes three or four times for them to butt up against that wall. And and I finally do what the guy, it was a funny thing. The people who, if you've seen the film, um, God's Not Dead, and they build up to this crescendo where, uh, you know, the, the guy, Kevin Sorbo, is the uh, the professor, and he's put all this stuff on the guy. He's mocked the guy, and the guy's went there humbly, and he says, well, I don't know about that, and he'll go research it, and he'll bring it out. And he's coming up, and he's getting ready to ask the, the really stinging question. And I paused the movie. I had not seen the movie before. I paused it, me and my wife and the kids were sitting on the couch, and I said, here's what he's going to do. I'll guarantee he's going to ask him, what is, what's the church done to you, or why are you angry with God, or something like that. Push play, that's exactly He says, why are you angry with God? If he, if he doesn't exist, why? And the guy just spills it out. He can't hold it in. Well, I'm angry because of this, this, this and you know, he starts it. And this is usually the case with the professed atheist. They they just need somebody like the Jack in the Box to crank that thing to make Jack pop out, and they'll they'll tell you exactly what Scripture is saying, and they'll tell you, well, my mom died, and and I couldn't believe that a God who loves would let that happen. Or I mean, and I'm not saying that that they don't see real things there, but these aren't things to be angry with God about. Um, and you constantly see this over and over. And once you can get them to at least acknowledge that little part. Then you've got a place to say, okay, let's remedy that. Because God has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to reconcile you to Him through His Son. Because you're such a sinner that you hate a good God. What is that all about? And yeah. I've, I found that some get it and some don't. But they at least you can bring them to an issue to where they can at least acknowledge the truth, even though they're trying to suppress it. Well, Tim, if you look at an atheist anyways, and, and I'm going to just be be it for what it is. I had an atheist call in on the radio show one time and tell me that he doesn't believe that this is a Christian nation. And I said, well, you don't need to believe in trucks neither. But what, what happens when you stand in front of one? There's a reality there. Every man is going to face his judge and his name happens to be Jesus Christ. And you will bend your knee and you will confess that he is Lord, regardless if you like it or not. When we're talking about atheists, that's all you have to do really to pull them to the truth is how do you tell me in reference? What do you reference to tell me what's right and what's wrong? Okay. Going back to the phone call, the, the guy calls in and says, I don't believe we're a Christian nation. I told him who said thou shall not kill. Is it against the law to kill? He said, yep. I said, is it against the law to lie? Is it against the law to steal? Is it against the law to dishonor your parents? Well, yes, he said. I said, who told you that? I said, we're based on the Mosaic Institution, the moral law of God. I'm not talking about ceremonial, make distinction. But I said, Jesus came in and fulfilled that law, right? Through grace. And we're saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. But he came to magnify that law. And what we do, we have so many that call themselves atheists today. And really what it comes down to, Tim, and you know it as well as I do, it's, it's, it's idolatry. They just want to be their own God. They don't want to acknowledge God. 
but they can't deny him within themselves because their conscience bears witness to it. A building has a builder. Uh, a painting has a painter. A creation has a creator. Common sense does come into play. And if they're parting from common sense at that point, well, then they're self-condemned. You can't do anything for them. And I surely can't make decisions for them. But for people to stand back and say, well, I just don't believe in God, that's absolutely ridiculous. I wonder how many of those people, if they were in a plane at 33,000 feet and all of a sudden it was going down, would begin to cry out under the God they said they didn't believe in. Because I'll tell you what, that's the first one they would go to. And how many times it's happened? Only God knows. Yeah, and the law has a law giver, too. Uh, I was going to add that one in there. And you were making mention that they're going to stand before their judge. I love this. It's sort of a, a slogan here on the website Zero Hedge because I think it hits it right on the head. On a long enough timeline, the survival rate for everyone <laughs> drops to zero. One out of one people die, and we will meet yep. our judge. And, and the Bible is very clear on that that uh, it's appointed a man wants to die and then the judgment. And uh, Paul says that we face it. We're going to give an, uh, an account of everything good and, bi- and, and bad that we've done in the Bible, uh, excuse me, in the body. And he tells us that. And a lot of Christians think, well, uh, haven't I been forgiven that? Yeah, you, you've been forgiven. You have to give it. You're going to give an account for it. I mean, you're going to stand before him and give an account. And so the idea is, is that, uh, you know, I got enough things that I don't want to give an account for, but the reality is that's going to happen. And uh, so the the that's why we the message of repentance is not just one that I know for me and I'm pretty sure it's for you that uh, when I give that out to people I remind them look I'm preaching it back to myself I think the prophets did that I think the the psalmist did that David would often speak to himself why are you downcast oh my soul he's talking to himself put your hope in God he's reminding him when he's tempted to go in this issue of despair and fear and all this other he's reminding himself of the promises of God and telling himself this is what you're supposed to do he's reminding himself of the words of his father in that now with that said i know we had uh, some articles out by this guy uh, and i think you had him on your show um Dana Coverstone and he was giving these things where he was talking about dreams he had and we're at this we're at this time to see okay is that is that going to be fulfilled is it you know these kinds of things and I think we're both in agreement that the, the Bible says that if a prophet speaks and it doesn't come to pass he's not speaking on behalf of the Lord but I think uh, at least on the on the first dream that he had he said you know I'm not I'm not a prophet I'm not the son of he was very uh, that's why I kind of listened to what he had to say but we're seeing all this stuff taking place in DC. They're, they've put up a, a new wall now. It's supposed to be a quote-unquote unscalable wall uh, to protect the president. Uh, yeah. for, forget the rest of you people, but we're going to make sure the White House and the people in there are, are taken care of. <laughs> yep. And uh, we're, we're seeing uh, some of his supporters have been stabbed in the street. You've got people out there who've said they're going to riot and do all this stuff. Now, they're already telling what they're going to do. And yet the president does nothing, even though he has the authority uh under the Constitution, Article One, Section Eight, Clause Fifteen and Sixteen, where he is, he's been empowered with the militia, which is us. We are the solution to that, to enforce the laws, to put down insurrections and or suppress insurrections and repel invasions. Why is that not being done in this country? And by the way, folks, the militia comes straight out of Scripture, and God does not make it mandatory. He does not force it on people. In fact, He gives all, a boatload of stuff for why you can not be in the militia, uh, so that you're not a danger to yourself or to the people who actually are there to fight. Why do you think he's doing that? 
Uh, you're asking me why I think he's doing yep. that? I, I think the writing's on the wall. You know, keep in mind back in the 50s, Tim, we had the president of the United States of America walking up and down the streets. He didn't have an armed security detail protecting him from the people that he's supposed to serve. And I'm talking about Truman. He was walking up and down the streets shaking hands. He had two guys with him that were there basically to protect him. You know, there's a there's a, a little bit of a story, and it's a true story, told of a famous philosopher who had walked up to one of the emperors during the times of Rome. And as he looked at him, he noticed that there was armed security detail all the way around him, protecting him from the people that he was supposed to serve. In this philosopher's wisdom, he looked at the emperor and he said, what is it that you've done wrong to the people that you need to protect yourselves from them? We have the same thing happening here in the state of Minnesota. The governor put a big fence around the Capitol. Apparently, he's forgotten that that's our house. But the message is we're protecting him as he violates us. What are we doing here? Speaking of Washington, D.C., years back when Barack Hussein Obama was there, uh, I remember seeing all of the security detail he had throughout the uh, the White House in particular in the trees. They were hidden at RPGs up on the top. And I'm just thinking to myself, first of all, you guys, if you were upholding the Constitution, you would have taken the president of the United States of America. You would have impeached him and you would have thrown him in jail for his crimes against we the people. But you're there protecting him concerning his crimes against we the people. So they're violating the the uh, Constitution that they swore to uphold just like the president did. But the fact of the matter is, Tim, if he was really there to serve us, why are the American people taking on that he needs to be protected in such a fashion? Because if he was really there serving the people, the people would willfully stand up and protect them along with him. But that's not what's happening here. It shows you who they're working for, and it's not we the people. And I, I believe more than anything, the American people are beginning to awake to the fact that, wait a second, why is it that you need to be put in a car like that? Why is it that you you people need the security detail of 50 guys walking up armed to the hill? Why is it that you need snipers on the side of the building? Because, again, if you were working for the people, the people would love on you and they themselves would protect you. But that's not what this is about. And you know all the well it isn't. Well, amen. And at the same time that that's going on, they talk about disarming the people that's that right. are supposed to serve. And, and if yeah. people don't believe it, all you have to do is look to the red flag laws issue. Uh, we had Dr. Edwin Vieira on. He says, basically, you can take that and it, it, uh, it basically violates seven to eight, at least seven to eight, of the first ten amendments to the Bill of Rights. And so he, he says, this is completely, it's completely unconstitutional. Uh, and then we know that his Department of Justice has actually been taking the people's money to bribe the states. That's right. The, the, the current administration, not the previous one, the current one, has been taking your money unconstitutionally to bribe the states to put in red flag laws. And now we have 26 states with red flag laws. And, uh, yeah, sure, there may be some people mentally, mentally having some problems in this, that, and the other. And you may think that, that it's, it's right for government to go in there. But I'm, I'm saying, this is this, you, do you really want the government that you complain about that's acting lawlessly? Do you want them determining who's mentally ill and who's not? They might say, well, you guys are praying to the, you know, you get the thing, the invisible guy up in the sky. That's how they say it. Um, so you're mentally insane. Do you really want those people doing it? And I warned conservatives about this after uh, Sandy Hook when they wanted to go down the mental 
health road too. Go ahead, Bradley. Who, who's implemented that? Who, who's brought this into the narrative, this yep. mental illness? You know, it's interesting. It's the same government taking our boys and sending them to their unconstitutional wars in third world countries as our government arms them to kill off people that resist their global order. But when they come back, now they're mentally ill and they need to be disarmed and they need to be hospitalized for this, that, and the other thing, and then thrown on dangerous psychotropic drugs. America, let, let me just say this. Donald Trump, Joe Biden, administrations in the past, the ones that are coming in the future, are merely a reflection of the American people. Tim, they're not the problem. It's the American people that are putting up with these people that are the problem. Because again, this is truly the American people's reflection. And I gotta say, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because it is so un-American. It's not the constitution. It's not the government that our forefathers established. That the forefathers came back and I sat with John Adams, Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson. I'll tell you what, they could teach me about a thousand and three things, no doubt. But they would look at me and say, what have you people done with the country that we have established? This is not the America that we established and very little is left of what we have established over 244 years later. And, and the fact of the matter is we need to get back to that to bring about the resolve. Instead of complaining about it, we need to fix the problems. But we need to, like you said earlier, shut the television off. We need to come out from among them and be separate, as Bible, the Bible clearly tells us in 2 Corinthians 6.17, James 4.4, 4, and Psalm 101, verse 3. And, and until we do that, nothing's going to change because, again, the problem is not they. The problem is us because at the end of the day, everything going wrong right now in this country, uh, as Numbers 32, 23 uh, declares, our sin is finding us out, friends. And this isn't a time to blame each other. This is a time to get in front of God and repent before our sins. Exodus 20, let it drive you to the foot of the cross where it can do no more. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. And that is the end aim. And I'm not talking out of school, friends. I wasn't talked into what I'm doing today. I would have never applied for this job in a million years. I'm responding to the call. And how couldn't I when I see what God did through his son, Jesus Christ, on Calvary when he bled it red for my sins? I do what I do out of gratitude. And the bottom line is we need to right the wrongs here. And we need to start getting onto the conversation and the narrative about righting the wrongs. And the only way to do that is to get back to that word, into the Constitution, and begin to be the strength of the Constitution that Thomas Edison rightly declared that we are. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, we ha I got a quick question. Or let me answer a question. Somebody says, uh, and I put it in the chat if you didn't see it. Uh, asking where the militia is mentioned in scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 20, uh, specifically verses 1 to 9. They didn't have a standing army, and you'll see the the construct there as they set it up, and as God says, if you've got men who are cowards, if you've got men who are betrothed and haven't married yet, if you've got other things where their mind's going to be off of the battle and they're going to be a danger to themselves or to the people that are actually there to fight, then those, you send those guys home. And that's so that it shows that the, the one who's actually fighting the battle, it's not that he doesn't use means to do it, but it's God who's fighting the battle and who wins the day. And then there's another question, Bradley. It's just a simple one here. Uh, this is from Deb. This, go ahead. Because I do show on who the militia is. You are the militia. Yeah, sure. You are the militia, okay? When you go to 1 Samuel 13, 22, you look at Jonathan and Saul. They uh, were the ones that were raised up by God to go ahead and deal with the oppressors of the Israelites. What was the situation that the Israelites, uh, Israelites were in? 
They didn't have any weapons to defend themselves. What did the Philistines do? They disarmed them. Read Luke 11, 21 and 22. And again, common sense comes into play. The mercy of God right now in this country that stands between us being a free people and to be enslaved is our right to bear arms because without them, everything else is null and void. I wanted to answer that, Sam. Yep, I, well, I, I agree with that. Uh, and Deborah asked, this is a simple question. Uh, do you still stream on radio show 1360 AM in Jonestown, Colorado? I believe she can go to sonsoflibertyradio.com and there's a, there's a list of radio stations that you guys stream to in the afternoon, right? Yes, yes, we are. As a matter of fact, I know the station manager there, Brian, and yes, we should be live every day. Okay. All right. So that answers Brad, uh, uh, Deborah's question. And I got the other one, and I'm trying to see if there were any others because I think it's about time that we need to close off because I got to do some things here before I get started with my, my day. Like, I need a nap because I was up late taking care of stuff with Post. Go ahead. You wake me up. Five o'clock in the morning to do your show, and now you're telling me you have to go do some things. <laughs> I do, I do. Well, here's the thing: um, is there one last thing? Uh, because I don't see any more questions. I'm I'm seeing statements about things, which is fine. Uh, I'm glad that you guys interact with one another. I think that's really good, very encouraging to one another. Is there one last message that you want to leave the people with before yeah. we cut off? Yeah, the Chinese have a word. It's called crisis. There's two different definitions. One's danger, one's opportunity. How are you looking at our present state in America? Well, everybody, for the most part, I hear it all day long. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. Nope, there's nothing you want to do about it. You hear all these excuses as to why things are so bad. Well, I want to tell you something. I serve a God that overcomes all of that. And he also raises up his children to overcome all of that. We're not succumbers. We're overcomers. The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Either we're going to get back to him and meet him on his terms, and we can make this some real exciting times, and we can take this as an opportunity to prove the God of Israel, because that's exactly where I'm at, and prove, excuse me, proving the God of Israel, because he said I could. And this isn't a game. This is a reality. To me, this is about our posterity now. It's about handing off a, a baton to our kids as to the ones that our forefathers handed off to us. And again, here we are 244 years later. Were they either going to prove God, and these are going to be exciting times in this crisis, but we're going to look at it as opportunity rather than as danger? Were they going to walk in the fear of God as of being a felile, as a son or a daughter to God? Or else we're going to walk in a diabolical fear, which is a fear of man and consequence, which, by the way, brings up snare of man. Um, and, and again, we have to make the decision right now, Deuteronomy 30, 19, as to whom we're going to serve. And we're going to have to get our eyes fixed on the author and the finisher of our faith who gives us a new heart, a new mind and a new soul as we continuously seek his face because he promised that he would show himself strong. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, or else we're just going to let it all go and our kids are going to be enslaved. Uh, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord because these times, yes, though they be dangerous, there are also opportunities that God has given the church to prove him. And there's very far and few between in America today that understand what I just said. Either we're going to prove him right now so he can show himself off and show himself strong on our behalf, or else we're going to let our opportunities go by the wayside. And at the end of the day, our children are going to suffer the consequences. As for me and my house, we're not going to do that. Uh, again, Tim, thank you for the time. I totally appreciate it. Whenever you want to do this, we can do this. 
Um, and uh, as, as we always end the show on SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, we love you all by what we do here uh, because it's better to say instead of uh, job well done, it's better to say job well done rather than to just merely say it, deeds, not words. And that's exactly why we come back to First John 3.18. So thank you for the opportunity, Tim, of being on your show this morning. I appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. I think the, pre- the people appreciated you, uh, what you had to say and, uh, and what you do as well. I know there's a lot of people who've met you and your family, uh, and you go into their churches, their tea parties, their states for all kinds of things. You've been in some of their, maybe some of these people's kids' public schools, and, um, and, and you haven't backed down from that. All, you know, I remember, and I'll just close with this, I remember years ago at writing at Freedom Outpost, and I came across your story, I want to say it was in Florida, but I may have been wrong. And um, <clears throat> they had something on there. They had something rocking preacher or something does this in the school. And I thought, okay, am I going to get another one of these soft peddling? Jesus loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Gospel kind of guys. And I watched what, what was being said. And I was like, wow. Okay. Here's somebody who actually knows what he's talking about. And he's, he's, uh, he's unashamed of it. And he goes and he, he's presenting it in love. And then when you're called out by the guy who, who wanted to say, no, we're going to cut you off. And then you say, look, we'll give you a refund. Just let us go finish doing what we're doing. And he goes, well, you're going to put that in writing and all this stuff. And you were, you were firm, but you were handling them. And I'm just like, and so I wrote a thing up about it. And I said, we need some more guys like this going around uh, doing what they're doing. And I think it was, what, maybe a year later or something, uh, Jake was with you guys and he contacted me says you want to carry Bradley's articles and that's really when we became friends uh but I knew about what you were doing before that and I can tell people you know you you had me up at your house and we started doing the work on the website and I can tell you that uh that Bradley's a guy that when he's not in your vision when when you don't see him he's what he says he is and uh it's not it's not a for show it's not so he can get donations it's not so he can uh, get wealthy or any of this other stuff. He really believes what he's what he's doing. He does that day in and day out. So that's not you tooting your own horn. That's me. That's me letting people know you're exactly what you say you are. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate that. We appreciate you getting up early and uh, Sam getting up early, even though he's about to fall asleep in the chair when I caught him. Uh, as I yeah. said, hey, Sam. And he's just kind of sitting there like this. And I go, hello. And he goes, hello. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Our Navy SEALs in bed right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, we appreciate you very much. Uh, hang on about uh, 10 seconds after I close out, and because uh, i got to cut things off and cut the stream off there. Guys, we appreciate you very much in the chat room, all of you guys. There's so many now. I can't say good morning to the 10 or 15 or whatever that used to comment in there. There's a bunch of you guys, but don't think that you go unnoticed. I usually see most all of the, the comments and things. We appreciate uh, your your fight for the faith. Uh, your fidelity to God, and also the attempts to bring about the resolve that we talk about. Because, again, we're the solution. The politicians are not the solution. The people are. And if the people will submit themselves to God, then God will fight our battles on our behalf, just like he did his people in the Old Testament. He'll do it for his people in the New Testament if we're willing to stand up and do that. So you guys have a great day. And uh, don't forget, tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Kate Shimarani will be on with us. 
uh, we're to protect the the Sons of Liberty channel because we got two strikes. That's my fault. I covered Trafalgar Square, and they gave us two strikes over that. We get another one. They're going to shut down the channel. So going to be on the the backup channel tomorrow or Facebook, or you can catch us on D Live, or you can catch us on BeforeIt'sNews.com, or go to SonsLibertyMedia.com. If you don't see us anywhere else, we'll be there on SonsLibertyMedia.com one way or the other because at least my stream is on Twitch. I know that. And I'm also streaming Bradley in the afternoon on Twitch. So both of those video links will be uh, streaming the show. You can always pick that up at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Don't miss that tomorrow. And catch Bradley this afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Till then, see ya.